Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and this morning I want to share with you guys something that we call at my church a God thing. Um, It happened at my home church, and it's just an amazing testament of how the Lord is with us. Of course He is, but it's just lovely when we see it happen over and over again in our journey especially in particular with my author journey because I have always had to battle with these thoughts that my work is not good enough. You know, people question, well, how do you write so fast? And and I don't understand how you can produce a book. Um, It's just not, you know, industry standard. And and so I want to talk with you guys specifically about angels in love so this is a series that i wrote hoping to expand my target population and move into middle grades so that way if someone approached me as an off you know wanting to talk with me about my books and what did i have to offer i just would not be limited to bible devotionals for adults or young adult Uh, for my Teenage Exorcist book or Sweet Potato Jones, but that it would actually have a place where I could connect with middle schoolers. And that's what Angels in Love is. And that's what my next series about my jumpers, it's going to be middle grades as well. Because I want to build up that list to give readers options. Um, I've also expanded into the children's book world for the younger populations. So I want to be known as a Christian author, period. And that no matter what I write, it will be clean for all ages. So, you know, it would be books across the lifespan. And um, so Angels in Love was written in four and a half days. And I know that a lot of people go, what? How could you do that? Well, it is a middle grades series. It is a light read. It is a quick, fast-paced read that I believe that anybody 10 and up would be able to enter into this world and be able to to fly through the book um, and enjoy it. It has social themes in the book. It's diverse. It is. 
uh, discusses heavy topics such as grief and loss and race and how do you help comfort people when they're going through difficult times and elders and I mean, it has so much in this book and it's only you know 152 pages <laughs> so that's the angels in love series so i want you to kind of picture that book in your mind as i tell the story so i went to a speaking engagement i was so blessed to have an opportunity to go back to my home church so I go to an Assemblies of God church now. It is a Pentecostal church, and it's a mega church type environment. But that's not how I was raised. I was raised in a very small town with about 1,500 people. Now it's over 2,000 people, but um, it's just a very small, tight-knit community where we love each other. And we have churches that uh, are right in the smack middle of town. And within walking distance of my house, literally in my backyard. So if you read Angels in Love and you say, wow, you know, Jennifer, you really have some personal experiences in all of your books. Yes, I do. So um, I go back to my home church. They've asked me to speak at the women's meeting. So we have a WMU every month and they invite speakers. And this time they also invited the men so this was going to be a wonderful event where I was going to get to see my elders uh, in the church and the deacons of the church. Uh, and my aunt was going to be there. If you guys have not heard about my Aunt Dot, well, now it's time you did. <laughs> uh, so Aunt Dot was going to be there. My best friend, Tanya. You know, it's So it was a very meaningful day for me. And I just kept praying for God not to allow my spirit to become so overwhelmed with joy that I just cried through the whole thing, that I would actually be able to speak with purpose and intention without tears. And I did. I managed. I got choked up a few times, but I kept going and uh, did not have a tear. Um, I'm getting better at that. <laughs> but I did get emotional, trust me. Um, and it was obvious. And I held them back, held them back. Um, that's the maturity of the speaking coming out, I believe, and that the Holy Spirit is helping me step through this work. So I talked about my testimony, and I shared some God things that have happened personally to me as I teach, and how being a light in the darkness in a, in a high school um, around, you know, a diverse population and uh, 52 different languages. And, and I'm sharing kind of my teaching experiences um, with my family of church members. And then I transition over and I talk about my books and how I felt like the Lord has placed this calling on my life. And I let them all know these books are not 100% perfect. And I am not a 100% Christian that does everything right but i'm 100 percent all about jesus and it's from the cover to the back cover front to back these books you know i pray are representing jesus and i talk to them about you know if someone starts to read the book and and they get through and they say well i've read others that are better you know i i see that this was you know not up to 
this person and that person, and then they start calling out other people in the industry that write YA or write middle grades. But if they took away a Bible verse or they took away a scene of how to respond to people with compassion or if they took away a scene of forgiveness or understanding or just of love, of how to identify love or how to reciprocate love, then that book has done its part in the small piece of the puzzle of my author journey. And I'm okay with that. So, you know, people I'm sure are going to be critical. You know, that happens. I've already had some issue with that already, and, and that's going to happen. But I've got to say the Holy Spirit is the one that is helping me with these books because I could not do this alone, and I could not do this by myself, especially at the speed that I'm doing it. You know, I'm not that creative, guys. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is a creative well. We just have to learn to drop our buckets in it and, and fill up that bucket and just tap into the resources that have already been provided to us through the Spirit. So here I am, you know, praying through this talk and and praying that I'm representing the Holy Spirit well and that the Angels in Love series would bring God honor. And then here I am, you know, you can say, well, that's a negative cycle. You're saying, would it bring Him honor? Is this, you know, the Holy Spirit? So you sometimes fall into that fine line of, well, I believe it to be so, but there may be some room of doubt. So at the end of the, the speech, and I let them know, you guys are represented in this book. You know, I, I, I always go back to First Baptist, or I always go back to my spiritual upbringing or my discipleship training, and I think about the communication and the, and the way that they live out their Christ life. And those are like models for me when I build characters. That all of them are like each part of my characters. They always are, are there influencing my work. And at the end, I receive a gift for being there, and I love it. Um, I received Bath and Body Works soap, a magnetic um, to-do list on my, and I use those guys for my grocery list. They do not know this, but that's what I love. I'm always, every time I go to Michael's, I have to buy a new one to put on my, so I have a new one ready. It's already up on my fridge, um, and I got a, a wonderful card, and I got crocheted um, I don't know, trivets, you know, like pot holders. Um, I got uh, trivets. Anyway, I got crocheted pot holders from one of my elders that is very special to my heart. And her name is Miss Rachel. And Miss Rachel shows up in a few of my books. And if you ever read any of my books and you see Miss Rachel, just know that she is patterned after a real person and experiences that I might have had, but then they become fictional. <laughs> um, so in Angels in Love, Miss Rachel rolls down her window in the parking lot and has a conversation. When I got out of the car, um, I met some dear, wonderful Christian ladies who are supporting me from another church, and they showed up. And it blessed my heart so much to see them because... Um, these are newfound friends of mine, and just to know that they're there um, meant the world to me. So I'm standing out, you know, talking to them, and it was meant to be, and I'm welcoming them and telling them, you know, hello, hello, we're doing our small talk. And Miss Rachel pulls up, and guess what she does? She doesn't park, 
she rolls down her window. So I'm like, Miss Rachel, can I take your picture? Because you've just rolled down your window and you're talking to me through here um, with that sweet face of yours. And uh, she's about to cry. It's emotional. I want to cry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I can't hug her yet. I got to take her picture. So I actually documented Miss Rachel rolling down her window in the parking lot of the church. <laughs> so there's a scene in the book in Angels in Love where this actually happens to Graceland and Miss Rachel. And so I go, of course, inside and we do our thing and I do my talk and at the end I get the gift and I see the crocheted items. I did not know that Miss Rachel crocheted. But in my book, Miss Rachel crochets. And not only does she crochet, she chooses color palettes. Now this is down to the yarn of how I know God is in my books and works with me and with others through the Holy Spirit to give me that affirmation, that confirmation that I need. Because as humans, sometimes it's really good to get these. And so down to the color of the yarn. Now I'm going to explain this to you guys without giving everything away in Angels in Love because I really hope you get to read it um, and feel the power of that message. So, Miss Rachel, our elder in the book, she's crocheted, and she picks patterns and colors that are based on an experience, and I don't want to give it all away other than say that the experience is meaningful to her, and so when she pulls out all of her crocheted items, each one that's knitted is representative. It's like a symbolic representation of the experience. So I'm just going to look around my room so I'm not giving anything away in the book. So I'm looking at my painting of trees. If I see that painting of trees that Emmeline Mansfield did and I bought it at Lumbee Homecoming, which is an Indian event that I take my children to every year to celebrate their heritage and culture, that book, that symbolizes the Hartwell Chronicles, the Lumbee uh, storyline, the, the character, Tyler Locklear. And there's a scene in the book in the pines. And so if I had to crochet anything, if it had a tree on it, for example, then that tree would be symbolic to the Teenage Exorcist book if it's a pine tree, okay, or a pine cone. Or if it was a patchwork quilt, it would represent the Lumbees. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to get at. So this is what this character would do in the book. So I'm sitting here holding in my hand the crocheted pot holders that Miss Rachel made for me. And they're symbolic. And I want to tell you how. Because my husband went with me. And it's also very meaningful to me personally that my husband is a support system for me because I did not have that um, in the past with my writing uh, that support was not there and so or my ministry and so now that it is you know my husband holds my hand the car on the way there and prays over me and is there with me and helps ease my mind and when I look out in you know the congregation or the audience, you know, he's there smiling at me, or he has that look of love, and I see it, and and it gives me comfort to know that I'm not doing this in my family alone, that I have a family member that's right there, you know, my significant other, that 
is cheering me on. And so we did not call a coordinate yesterday. And sometimes we do call a coordinate to go to church or to an event. But I wore my teal blue dress that I got from Goodwill. It is absolutely one of my favorite dresses. I have a teal blue one and an orange one. They're identical. And I was very lucky at finding them because they're these fancy brand, a Calvin Klein, which I could never afford. And so they were very beautiful dresses. They're very simple, just a straight line dress. Um, but I love the cut of the dress. And it's bright colors that would be in sweet potato. That teal blue is in the sweet potato cover. So anytime I'm there to represent and talk about like how my journey started, it started with sweet potato. So I wanted to kind of wear that color. Um, so I picked the teal and he picked a green color and it's kind of like a same, like a spring green. So I want you to visualize that in your head. And I don't wear anything sleeveless. Um, I always wear like these little jackets with my dresses. So I picked the white jacket. I went through a couple of jackets and decided that I wanted the white jacket yesterday. So I put the white jacket on. And I'm going to be talking about the light. Where if you think about the light, I want you to think of like a yellowish glow. Okay, so that would be the representative of the glow, the, the yellow, the light. So in my hand, I'm holding a crocheted pattern. And this pattern, I'm going to go ahead and let you know what the colors are. The teal blue of my dress matched identical. There are many shades of blue. This was the blue. The green of my husband's shirt. The exact green, that spring green. There are many colors of green. It's this green. The white of my jacket. And the yellow of the light. And I want to tell you guys that this crocheted pattern that I'm holding in my hand is Angels in Love. By the Miss Rachel who crocheted the same exact piece in the book to represent symbolically an experience. And this experience with me yesterday of being able to be back in my hometown at my church in front of my elders and my people, my aunt, my best friend, and sharing what the Lord has done for me brought me the greatest joy because I was able to thank them all for every part that they played in inspiring me and encouraging me and allowing me a place to grow spiritually with my uh, spiritual development, with my ability to speak Jesus, with my ability to sing, and all of those things. I was saved in that church from 13, and I will tell you that they all played such a vital, vital role in my journey. And I told them, once you have a fingerprint on a heart, it does not go away. 
And that's what I'm holding in my hand. It's that fingerprint that God has as well on my life. Down to the color of yarn. And that is a God thing. So you can use Miss Rachel's term, a God thing. That's what she coined it. And I have used it ever since she told about a horse showing up in her front yard. That is a God thing. That is a wonderful, beautiful story. That is a part of Miss Rachel's testimony. And we live in town, people, where there ain't no horse farms around. <laughs> and I will say that from that experience on, I learned to recognize that even the smallest of activity, of event, such as a pot holder that I'm holding in my hand, is not a coincidence. It is a Holy Spirit divine whisper for one Christian sister to another that the Lord is in this story. This was like my Amazon review from God. And I know y'all think, Jennifer, you're taking it too far. In my mind, I'm not. In my heart, I feel that that is right. That the Lord has just reviewed Angels in Love. When I wrote it, Miss Rachel actually did the uh, potholder. She created it on Friday night. Finished it up. Finished up. I got one that's the color of my dress that is plain. And another one that has all of the patterns of all of us. She finished these on Friday. She is not on Facebook. She does not have social media. She does not follow me anywhere. She has not seen any of my work. These are not representative of the cover, even if she did see it. So I will let you guys know that this is a Holy Spirit working and a God thing. So no, my books may not be 100% perfect, but they're 100% about Jesus. And I give my whole heart into those books. And I can stand behind them with pride. So thank you for letting me share my testimony with you guys today. I don't know what to do with these. I'm, I'm thinking of possibly putting them in a box frame. And taking the picture of Miss Rachel. And, and framing it with her picture of her in the in the car with the window rolled down. <laughs> Even though my camera doesn't take the best pictures. And keeping it as angels in love. And always knowing that God has had a hand in this. And he has a hand in your life too. And if you submit your writing to God and to his will. He will help you in all things. All things. That includes the part of your writing. So trust in Him. Alright guys. Pray for me. And I'm going to continue to pray for you. I have a contract that I have to work out today. A freelance contract. Once that's finished. I'm starting my new book. And it has shaped and morphed. After discussions with my family and bouncing off brainstorming ideas and to this brand new thing. 
So I'm excited about what that's going to be because my husband has challenged me to a new genre. A genre that he particularly likes, not one that I have experience in, but he has challenged me to carry on with this new concept, and I think I'm going to do it just to see what happens, but I'm not going to be the one. It's going to be me praying to the Holy Spirit to give me the ability to work within this genre and to represent Jesus in it. All right, guys, I hope y'all have a blessed day. Happy Sunday, happy church, happy worship. Um, If you're not able to make it to church today, I challenge you to go online to rfa.org and join church with me online because Pastor Chad is like one of the best pastors I've ever had. Uh, Pastor Tony Stevens was one of my pastors early on in my childhood that was my Sunday school teacher as well, and I will say that um, helped me navigate towards receiving my degree in religion. So I always have to think of him as well. But Pastor Chad, he is off the chain, y'all. So um, we're in the middle of Acts right now and the Acts of the Apostles. So I would love it if you would join us and go back some videos. If you could catch up with all of the video lessons um, and um, church with me. All right, guys. Have a blessed day. Bye. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-Day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. And if you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect the way right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading! So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.